Denver Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy missed Wednesday's practice with an injury. Is there any concern about his availability this upcoming week in a big-time matchup against the Houston Texans? We'll dive deeper into that in the rest of the injury report on today's freshly brewed installment of Good Morning Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Welcome to another installment of GMB here on Mile High Sports YouTube page. You get this every single weekday, Monday through Friday, 9 o'clock a.m. Mountain time, sharp on the dot here. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter here from Mile High Sports. I want to say thank you so much to everybody for tuning in here to our YouTube channel. If you love Colorado sports, Mile High Sports is the place to be. Every team, every day. And on top of that, we highly, highly encourage you Outside of just consuming our YouTube content, please go check out milehighsports.com for daily columns, daily opinion pieces, and reports going on from all of our beat reporters covering the Denver Broncos, which would be from me, the Denver Nuggets, Ryan Blackburn, the Colorado Avalanche, that would be Arif Dean, and then you would have Drew Creaseman on the Colorado Rockies. We have you covered. Plus, we also talk about the CU Buffs and the CSU Rams. You get all that content there, Mile High Sports. Dot com here, but Broncos country, we're getting one step closer to a big time Sunday game here for the Broncos, their first road game of three straight, and they're going to have two of those games against AFC opponents. We talked about how important it is that Denver takes care of business in their conference with five of their six remaining games being against AFC opponents. Ideally, you'd like them to win all five. They win all five, they're in the playoffs. But aside from all that, we have a special visitor here, a stinking cat. Aside from all that stuff there, the Broncos were back on the practice field on Wednesday at the Centura Training Center to prepare for C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, and a Houston Texans team that, regardless of how you spin it, they're probably the most impressive story so far this season, right? You can talk about the teams that are playing really well. The Houston Texans, I don't know if anybody before this season believed that they would be competing for the top spot in their division. Look, obviously they lost to the Jaguars this past week, but Hey, they're at six and five. They're two games back. They've been good. CJ Stroud has been electric. They've dropped a couple of games in Denver. Look, they're trying to catch a Houston Texans team coming off of that heartbreaking loss, a divisional matchup last week. And Denver's got to take care of business inside conference play. So it is a playoff atmosphere essentially coming into this weekend's game here for the Denver Broncos. And they could potentially go into it without one of their top wide receivers. So let's get into the major news here on today's episode of GMB. Jerry Judy. One of the Broncos' top wide receivers missed Wednesday's practice with a groin injury. Now, Sean Payton said afterward in his press conference, he said that he thinks he'll be fine, thinks we'll see him here today at practice when the Broncos return. So, I mean, yeah, we can take Sean Payton's word for it, but when you see a key guy pop up on the injury report with an injury, did not participate, we can't just say, okay, hey, he's going to be back this week. So we always have to operate, okay, what if he doesn't come back? What if he suffers a setback in, in, in an attempt to come back to practice? We have to talk about those things here. So Jerry Judy, obviously missing that. Peyton talked about it. Uh, I think this is something worth monitoring here as we prepare for today's practice. I'll have you covered at milehighsports.com for all the latest. So I'll have you updated on tomorrow's GMB, but if you want up-to-the-date information, milehighsports.com following practice today. Keep your eyes peeled for that. But if Jerry Judy, let's hypothetically say he's not able to go here on Sunday, how does that change the dynamic here for Denver as they prepare to take on a tough Texans defense? Now, the Texans defense... They're stingy, right? They they plug well against the run. They obviously have some young, talented cover guys there, and it embodies what D'Amico Ryans wants from his defense, physical, aggressive, stingy football. Okay, so how does Denver counter out that? Look, obviously, if Jerry Judy, let's say, was, was not able to go, that would be a big blow to Denver's passing game, right? Jerry's obviously a guy who you can get targets to. 
Didn't get as many targets this past week against the Cleveland Browns. He only had three targets, two catches, 11 yards, and not great production. The week before against Minnesota, he had over 50 yards receiving. So it just, I think, depends on the matchup, right? And I think coming into this game, for me personally, I felt like Jerry Judy, when watching film on the Texans defense, you look at what Derek Stingley Jr. is doing. He's playing really good football this season for the Texans. He's more than likely going to follow Cortland Sutton, who's having a terrific, terrific season so far for the Broncos this year. The one thing I want to highlight here is just looking at the film, even last week against Cleveland, like Jerry Judy was open on several plays, right? He's getting open, but I thought Sean Payton had a great answer when asked about Marvin Mims during Wednesday's practice about how to get him in more into the game plan. He says, sometimes there's a play that we have that is designed to go to this guy, but because this option gets funneled away, you have to go to a different guy. Like it's never just like Madden where it's like, all right, hey, I'm looking at the guy whose route tree is lit up red. Like that's the main guy that we're going to here. If that option is taken away, what do you do? You go to the next guy. And so some of those plays have happened there. Jerry Judy is open on some of these plays and could, I think, this week, if he is able to play, I think he could be a beneficiary of maybe Derek Stingley Jr. going against Cortland Sutton. I think there's an opportunity to be had here. Look, I think last year against the Texans, Jerry, I felt like, was going to get off to a really good start in this game. Remember that he had that one catch, he landed on the ball, and he had the rib injury. It knocked him out of the game for the rest of the game. That was something that you know, you're looking at, you're like, shoot. That's obviously not a good sign there. He left that game, did not return. So we didn't really get to see Jerry Judy do some work last year against the Texans. Granted, different head coach. Granted, different philosophy. The Texans are a much better team this year than they were last year. They're a much tougher and disciplined team than they were last year. And that's a lot of credit to D'Amico Ryans and some of these young guys really growing up and taking the next step. And on top of that, hey, look, Tremont Smith played for the Texans last year. Tremont, maybe a little bit of a revenge game here on the special team side for the Broncos this week. But I felt like watching film against the Texans, seeing some of the things they do, I felt like Jerry Judy could have some opportunities to go off this week in the passing game, how he would do that. Not not exactly sure, but I think when you look at maybe some of the coverage and the fronts that they run, Jerry, I think, can escape coverage from certain guys. And I think in the slot or even on the outside opposite of Cortland, he's a good, reliable option for you that could be featured a little bit more in the passing game this week. But we all know the Broncos' philosophy is to open – up this game, trying to run the football, establish the run with Javante Williams, Samaje P. Ryan, Jaleel McLaughlin, getting Russell Wilson involved a little bit. Heck, we saw an end around play with Marvin Mims actually work for the first time this regular season this past week. So a lot of things that Denver can build on here. And I think as you get down the stretch, if Denver's going to be a playoff team, but they have to look at, okay, this is what we do well. Here's where we can get better. And I think that's the most appealing part of it because where Denver can get better is spreading out the volume, I think, in the receiving game to wide receivers. So it's definitely worth monitoring. We'll continue to follow this this week here at practice Thursday and Friday. We'll give you all the updates that you need here about wide receiver. That'll also kind of segue into what we're talking about as well because if Jerry Judy hypothetically were to miss some time, the Broncos, they're getting an under-the-radar receiver back onto the roster after he's missed some time due to an injury. We'll dive deeper to that on this morning's episode of Good Morning Broncos. Real quick, Broncos country, let me tell you about our friends over there, Superbook Sports. Refer a friend and earn a $50 bonus this season with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in sports wagering, and you don't want to miss their Refer a Friend bonus. All you need to do is click on the Refer a Friend link under your profile on the Superbook app, share the promo code with friends, and you will get a $50 bonus for everyone who registers using your code. So win money wagering and win money referring this season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Nuggets fans. Ryan Blackburn here, host of the Pickaxe and Roll podcast on Mile High Sports. 
We've got the best Denver Nuggets coverage around, so make sure not to miss an episode and subscribe down below to the Mile High Sports YouTube channel. Nuggets off to a great start. Make sure not to miss a thing on Mile High Sports. All righty, make sure you check out Ryan Blackburn's Pickaxe and Roll podcast. Jamal Murray was back in the lineup for the Denver Nuggets last night. How did that go? Make sure you stay plugged in for the Pickaxe and Roll podcast here on Mile High Sports YouTube page. Ryan has you covered with everything that you need to know pertaining to the Denver Nuggets. Now, so we were talking about Jerry Judy, his injury status, obviously not practicing on Wednesday. But we kind of teased as well. The Broncos are getting an under-the-radar wide receiver back into the mix here this week here at practice. So let's dive into it. Let's talk about it here. The Broncos, they designated wide receiver Brandon Johnson to return from injured reserve. Now, initially, the Broncos had 52 players on their active roster, considering Kareem Jackson's suspension that took away that 53rd spot. So now that they've activated him, he's going to slide in that 53 spot, and the roster is set. Now, I think some questions, everyone's wondering, okay, is there a 21-day window? Usually there is, but Broncos head coach Sean Payton said that he's ready to go. It feels like we've been a, it's been a while since we've seen Brandon Johnson. So you might be sitting here saying, Cody, what do you mean under the radar, underrated wide receiver here? The reason I say that about Brandon Johnson is he is under the radar. He is an underrated wide receiver. Now, if you look at his numbers, you look at his statistics and production, he's been targeted 13 times in seven games this season. He started two games for the Broncos at receiver, 13 targets by Russell Wilson. He's got eight catches for over 100-something yards there. He's also got five of those eight catches moving the chains for a first down that's big, right? That's an important metric. And three of his eight total catches on the season are touchdowns. So, you know, we've seen some things that Russell Wilson has built off of. Scramble drill, I think even play action. He had that touchdown against the Chicago Bears set up out of the shotgun play action look, the drag across the field. Like he's been able to capitalize. Obviously, there was the Hail Mary touchdown catch that he hauled in in week two. But Brandon Johnson isn't under the radar type of guy. Now, is he going to be a world beater? No, not necessarily. But here's the thing. You have so many guys. You only have so many guys you can get the ball to, right? So what can Brandon Johnson do that makes it easier for the offense? Well, since Brandon Johnson has been injured, the Broncos' offensive philosophy and the game plan has changed entirely. It's different. It was very pass-heavy in the first half of the season. Now it's more centric towards the run game, right? So now I think if you add a dynamic, and, and this is also something you can make the case with, well, how come they didn't do this when Marvin Mims, you know, with Brandon Johnson being out? I think so much is going to change with Denver's offense. We talked about it earlier this week here on the show. Denver hasn't played their best football yet on the offensive side of the ball. Like their best football is still out there. And I think that's an exciting thing for us to maybe monitor and watch here. So against the, the Houston Texans, this is a great opportunity to kind of light it up a little bit. Denver's first indoor game, uh, indoor stadium game of the season here. Brandon Johnson's return. He knows the offense. He's playing that Tim Patrick role there. That was kind of really envisioned for Tim before he tore his Achilles here in the off season. I know there's some fan questions. Could Tim Patrick, like everyone's talking about Aaron Rodgers' return from the Achilles. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to play. If he does, he's very susceptible to re-tearing it and getting hurt even worse. Tim Patrick is not going to return. Even if Denver makes the playoffs, I don't think Tim Patrick is going to return. He's making good progress in his recovery. He's doing a lot of things really well, but I don't think he's going to rush back considering that he had an ACL last year and Achilles this year. He's not going to rush back. He's going to play it smart, and that's the right thing to do here. And I do think he's very much in the plans for Denver Next season, though. But Brandon Johnson, getting back to him, I, I just think one thing that he does really well, he understands the leverage of where he's got to be. I think he plays really well against zone coverage. You know, he's not necessarily a guy that's going to run away from man coverage, but he's smart. He's a smart, instinctual football player. And what does he have? He's got a prior relationship. He's got prior chemistry 
with a guy named Russell Wilson. That's big, right? If you're a defensive coordinator right now, folks, if you're trying to game plan for the Houston Texans, if you're the DC for, for Houston, who are you going to focus most of your coverage focus on? It's going to be Cortland Sutton, right? Number 14. He's having a tremendous year here for Denver. So for me, in that regard, that's where these other guys, and this is where it's like, okay, hey, is Jerry going to play on Sunday? That's something to monitor. But with Marvin Mims, with little Jordan Humphrey, with Brandon Johnson now back in the mix, one of these guys has to create a dynamic threat that, hey, okay, in the passing game, we know if Cortland Sutton is covered, we are going to this guy here. We're, we know that this guy can make a big play. I think Brandon Johnson can be that. I think Marvin Mims can be that. Heck, I even think little Jordan Humphrey can be that. We know Jerry Judy can be that, but it's all about, okay, if teams are focusing on taking court away, if you have a guy that can go across the middle of the field in the slot on the other side, on the outside of the Broncos offensive formation and can make plays and become someone like, okay, hey, this guy's hurting us, then you force the defense to say, okay, hey, we can't just play so balanced to one side. We have to figure out this guy's hurting us. This guy's hurting us. How do we mitigate as much damage as possible? And I think if Denver's run game is going and it's working, if they're able to get another 169 yards on the ground this upcoming week, the way they did against a very tough and I'd say arguably better Cleveland Browns defense, Denver's going to find a way to get the offense clicking the way that it needs to be, right? So much, so much is being made about, oh, Russ has low passing numbers. Russ is playing efficient football. He's not turning it over. He's throwing touchdowns. He's running for touchdowns. And now you add another guy in who's caught three touchdown passes from him this season. I think that's something you absolutely have to look at. So the return of Brandon Johnson, in my opinion, can be big for Denver's offense. It can be big not only just for Brandon Johnson or the offense. It could be big for Cortland Sutton. It could be big for Jerry Judy, Marvin Mims, other receivers, heck, even tight ends here. So we'll see how it goes. I'll be very uh, excited to see maybe what role Brandon Johnson is going to play if he does play on Sunday, which I think that's the belief he's going to play against Houston. What does his snap count look like? Concerned this is his first game action back from the hamstring. Something we'll monitor here on Good Morning Broncos. But we do have some housekeeping notes here as well. Today's a very interesting day for Broncos safety Kareem Jackson. He is going to New York. He's set to meet this morning with Commissioner Roger Goodell to get some clarity on, obviously, the way that he's hit, the way that he's been fined, the way that he's been suspended. And I think this is a good opportunity because I'll give Roger Goodell credit in this regard. There are times where he does sit down and he listens to players. And I think for a guy like Roger Goodell in his position, look, his his ultimate interest is to protect the interest of the owners around the National Football League. And it's about money. But there, there needs to be a dynamic. There needs to be a percentage in there that actually cares about players. Look, we get a lot of lip service from you know guys like Roger Goodell, commissioners around other sports that they care about players. But you see how the NFL is with certain things and how inconsistent they are. I mean, you look at how Kareem Jackson has played his entire career. He's been a hard-hitting, thumping dude. And you got all these angry, salty, piss-pants, whiny baby fan bases that, you know, they're, unfortunately a player took a hard hit from Kareem Jackson that they root for. And the reality is, is like, if you know Kareem Jackson, look, I've had the chance to get to know Kareem personally. I watched Kareem at practice. I've been around this dude. He's one of the nicest, most genuine human beings ever. And he's never, ever had any bad intentions on the football field. Football is played at 100 miles an hour. It's a physical damn sport. And there's going to be times where, it, you know, everyone wants to show the slow motion of a hit. Here's the reality. It's not slow motion in real life, right? You can try to justify it, get the frame rate, whatever you want on a slow motion here. But the reality is in the moment, in real time, that is up to 22 miles an hour. That's chaos. It's a car crash. That's what football is. I can tell you this, though. Kareem has never had any bad intentions. Kareem has never, ever tried to intentionally hurt somebody. 
He's playing football. He's doing his job. It's not his job to protect offensive players. It's his job to stop offensive players from getting a first down. And when you're going so fast and you're at different angles and Kareem's a smaller safety in comparison to some of the larger targets he has to hit in the NFL, sometimes there are things that happen. It's unfortunate, but that's what football is. So I'm very curious to see what's going to come out of his meeting with Roger Goodell here on Thursday. We'll give you an update if we get something here. But I think it'll be interesting to get some insight on that. So we'll see what comes of that there. But Broncos Country, appreciate you so much for rocking with us here this morning on Good Morning Broncos. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And please, every single day, go check out milehighsports.com. If you want to know what's going on with your favorite Colorado sports teams every single day, up-to-the-minute information, breaking news, reports, recaps, columns, you get all that stuff. And if it makes it even easier for you, if you have an Android phone, if you have an iPhone, we have the Mile High Sports app that you can download directly to your phone. So make sure you check it out. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for rocking with us. Broncos country. We'll see you tomorrow. What's up, guys? Kim Becker here with Mile High Sports. Make sure you guys are following us on social media so that you never miss a Mile High Sports daily. Monday through Friday morning, we'll post a video hosted by me catching you up on everything you need to know when it comes to sports right here in the Mile High State. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're there, and we've got you covered for everything Colorado sports.